Father God in heaven, thank you for your word. As we dive into it now, to see what you would have to say to us, give us a biblical worldview. Give us a Jesus view of how we should see um, civil litigation, and especially within the church. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's lay some groundwork first. We are talking this morning about civil litigation. Okay? We are called to obey the laws of the land. And Romans chapter 13 says, if you break the law, what is it? What do y'all call it, Jim? You're going into the what? The huskow. You break the law, you're going to the huskow. This is not talking about breaking the law. You break the law, you're going to pay the price. This is talking about civil litigation within the body of Christ. All right, so let's take a look at it. Chapter 6, verse 1. Does any of you, when he has a case against his neighbor, dare to go to law before the unrighteous? and not before the saints. All right, context. The first century, the Jews, saw three, two categories, the Jews and the Greeks. The Jews were prohibited from taking matters to the Gentile courts. They had to take, Rome allowed them to take their cases to the synagogue. They were allowed to settle their disputes within. There was only one thing that they were not allowed to do. They were not allowed to, to institute the death penalty. And that's why we see they took Jesus to the Romans because they, they, they wanted him killed. But all other matters, they would let the Jews, they would let the Jewish people handle their own disputes. In the Greek world, it was arbitration. It was arbitration. Uh, there was a conflict uh, in society. They would first assign arbitrators, one for each side. Then if that didn't work, they took it up to a group called the Forty. And that was where they had multiple arbitrators on both sides. And these were men that were 60 years of age. And um, it was meant to work its way up. There were systems in place to handle it at the lowest level. But theirs was an arbitration system. And now Paul is saying in verse 1, Church, if it's all possible, handle these disputes within. Now this is almost unheard of. But we have God's truth, the Holy Bible. We know it. And friends, we should be able to resolve conflict. We should be able to resolve conflicts between believers within the body of Christ because we have the creator of the universe's word to govern us and hopefully godly men within the body that we can go to for counsel. That we can go to for counsel. You know, when when you're facing a civil litigation or you're facing a dispute, the first thing you need to do first is go to God. And pray about it. But secondly, you need to go to brothers and sisters in Christ and get, get godly counsel. Let's look at verse 2. He says, Or do you not know that the saints, he's, he's talking about the, the position of the church now. He's talking about the body of Christ. Look at verse 2. Or do you not know that the saints will judge the world? If the world is judged by you, 
Are you not competent to constitute the smallest law courts? Do you not know that we will judge angels? Now, he makes two statements in here. First, he says, um, he says, Do you not understand that we will judge the world, that we will judge angels? I want to read to you from Jude chapter 6. Jude 6 says this, talking about us judging angels. It says, uh, And the angels who did not keep their own domain, but abandoned their proper abode, he has kept in eternal bonds under darkness for the judgment of the great day. Now, this word judge, the Greek is krino, and it means to rule or govern. So he's talking about angels now. Now, I got up on the bring up on the screen Revelation chapter 2, verse 26 through 27. And this is talking about us governing with the Lord Jesus Christ, which I believe is talking about the millennial reign of Christ. Uh, Revelation 2, 26 through 27. He who overcomes and he who keeps my deeds unto the end, to him... I will give authority over the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, as the vessels of the potter are broken to pieces, as also, as I also have received authority from my Father. We believe the next prophetic event is the rapture of the church. After that is a seven-year tribulation period. Then after that is a 1,000, literal 1,000-year millennial reign of the Lord Jesus Christ here on the earth. And we get to play a part in that kingdom. We know that there will be Jews and other people that get saved during the tribulation that will still be in their natural state, whereas we will receive our glorified bodies when we go to heaven, and we believe that we are going to rule and reign with the Lord Jesus Christ in this millennial kingdom. And the first principle I want to present to you this morning when it comes to civil litigation and lawsuits is this. We got to view lawsuits with an eternal perspective. We got to have a, an eternal perspective, even when it comes to litigation and lawsuits. One day we're going to rule and reign, and we're going to govern with the Lord Jesus Christ in His kingdom. And we got to start practicing the principles of the kingdom here and today and now. Amen. 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 We got we got to practice what we preach. And what is the message that we practice and we preach? It's resolution. It's resolution and reconciliation. We've got to be about that. We've got to be peacemakers and bring in reconciliation, bring in resolution. Look at the second half of verse 3. It says, uh, How much more matters of this life? So, if you have law courts dealing with matters of this life, do you appoint them as judges who are of no account in the church? Basically, what he's saying here is the church is the body of Christ. The body of Christ are his representatives. We are his representatives on this church. And his word gives us everything we need to know. Amen? Amen. It gives us everything. It gives us everything for life and godliness. It teaches Rodney how to take care of his family, how to love his wife, how to treat his neighbors, how to live life. You know, Christianity is more than just a belief. But it gets into our hearts, it gets into our minds, and it infiltrates the way we live our lives. And even in the case of civil litigation. And I don't know about you, I don't know if you've ever been to court, and we'll talk about this more in a minute. But as soon as you get into court, all that spiritual goes out the window. (laughs) Yeah, and you're like, 
I'm ready. I'm, I'm ripped for and ready to go for this lawsuit or this civil litigation. We can't let it be that way. Our Christianity, the Holy Spirit dwelling in us, it permeates, he permeates our whole entire life, and it even works its way out in how we deal with civil litigation and the law. Amen? Look at verse 5. I say this to your shame. He's going to point out their, their real issue here, which has been the issue throughout this whole entire study of 1 Corinthians uh, it says, verse 5, I say this to your shame. It is so that there is not even, there is not among you one wise man who will be able to decide between his brother. Verse 6, but brother goes to law with brother and that before the believers. The problem at Corinth is there was no one mature enough to give them wisdom and counsel for their civil litigation. That brings me to my second principle, is when you're facing civil, litiga- civil litigation or a conflict within the church, the first thing you need to do is make sure that you have good advice. Make sure that you get good advice. Specifically, you want to get good advice from a solid Christian, a solid believer. Someone, uh, it could be a pastor, it could be an elder, it could be someone you know that, 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 that walks the talk. Someone that's solid in their faith. Someone that won't tickle your ears and tell you what what you want to hear. Someone that will tell you the truth no matter what. Someone Someone that's in the Word. Someone that will speak the truth from the Bible. We need godly counsel when it comes to disputes and conflicts. Because if you haven't had one, you're going to have one. And instead of running from the situation or abandoning ship, go to another brother or another sister in Christ, and say, hey, or, or your pastor, or your or, or elders, or whoever, and say, <clears throat> and say, hey, I need counsel. Give me help in this area. That's what a Christian does when there's an issue, when there's a conflict, especially within the church. So the second principle is you've got to find good advice. A solid believer, a Christian, a pastor, an elder, someone that you know and trust that will speak the truth to you. Amen? Let's look at verse 7. Actually, then, it is already a defeat for you that you have lawsuits with one another. Why not rather be wronged? Why not rather be defrauded? Lawsuits between Christians is never a win, is what he's saying in this verse. Lawsuits between believers is never a win. It's always, it's always a defeat. You know, it, it shows that we're, now, that we're not living what we believe. Now, I didn't say a Christian should not go to court. And we're going to close my teaching with that. On what do you have to do if court is inevitable? Because there's certain situations in life, and I'll, t- I'll tell you, talk about it in a minute, where you ain't got no choice. It's a matter of law, and you have to go. But it's always a defeat when two believers have a dispute, and, and they can't agree, and they have to take it to civil litigation. It reveals that we're not living what we believe because the Word of God gives us instructions when it comes to civil litigation. Now, I love the Apostle Paul uh, writing these words, inspired by the Holy Spirit. I imagine it was the Holy Spirit in him giving him divine revelation. In verse 8, he, he's like a spiritual surgeon. And he just, he nails it. He nails it. Look at verse 8. Verse 8, he says, On the contrary, 
On the contrary, you yourselves wrong and defraud. He says, you yourselves wrong and defraud. You do this even to your own brethren. What he's pointing out here is that they were motivated. He knew it too, and he wrote it. He he reveals it in verse 8. They were motivated by jealousy. They were motivated by greed. They were motivated by revenge. They were motivated by the almighty green stuff. That's what it was. He says, you, he says, on the contrary, you yourselves wrong and defraud. You do this even to your own brethren. If you read this passage from beginning to end, the text reveals that they were envious and they were critical of each other. And they were taking financial advantage of each other. That can't be said of us, guys. That can't be said of believers. You know, we have the word of God. And we've got to be peacemakers. And we've got to work things out within the body of Christ. Now remember, a couple caveats. We're not talking about breaking the law. You break the law, Jim's going to take you to the hooskow. Okay? You're going in. Or somebody's going to. But we're talking about civil litigations where there's disputes. Now, if at all possible, we need to try to handle our disputes in, in a peaceable matter. But sometimes, court cannot be avoided okay sometimes even for christians court and law cannot be avoided some examples a christian being divorced by a spouse they have to go to court they have to go to court a child abuse neglect where there's a crime that's taken place and christians have to go to court uh legal issues where there's land and inheritance, or even where Christians have to go to court because the law has been broken on their part or somebody else's part. There's times where we even have to go to court. So what I want to do, I want to close this message this morning. I want to give you four principles if you're taking notes. I want to give you four principles. If you have to go to court, you have to go stand before a judge in a civil litigation, in a lawsuit. I want to give you four principles to remember and to reflect on um, for you to take home from this message today. Principle number one. Principle number one. If you have to go to court, is this. Remember this. You're still a Christian. You're still a Christian. And how you act and what you do there is part of your witness. Amen? We need to reflect Jesus to the judge, to the jury, to the bailiffs, to the people, to to everyone there. We need to present Christ to them and be a witness to them. Don't forget, you're still a Christian. And how how, how you handle this civil litigation um, should represent your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Number two. Number two, second principle, if you're facing, if, if, if it's inevitable and you have to go to court. Uh, number two, examine your heart. Examine your heart. Make sure you remove all jealousy, greed, revenge. Because that's not how we should operate. That's not how we should act. Remove all jealousy. 
wanting what they have. Greed, I want it and I got to have it now. Revenge, buddy, I'm going to pay you back. We got to remove those things from our hearts so that our heart is right before the Lord, even in the court of law. Amen? Amen. Number three, number three. Number one is remember you're still a Christian and how you handle the court is part of your witness. Number two, examine your heart. Make sure you remove jealousy, greed, revenge. And number three is seek reconciliation and peace. Seek reconciliation or peace. We're not out for revenge. We're not out for revenge. Remember, if, especially if it's another believer that you find yourself in a court of law, you're going to spend eternity together. You're going to spend eternity together. Do your best to work it out. Make reconciliation and peace. I've had situations in the past where I have a conflict with someone and we, we can't work it out and we go through a difficult situation. But in the end, doesn't mean we stay buddies or we stay friends, but we, over a legal matter, over a real estate matter, we made peace. We parted our separate ways, but I forgave him, he forgave me, we reconciled, and we said, God bless each other, and we gave each other a fist pump. You can do it. You can do it. Make reconciliation and peace with your party. And the final one, the final principle, if you do have to go into a court of law where there's no other option, is this. Be fair and be honest. Let's face it. No one likes going to court. Do you like going to court? I don't. I get nervous just thinking about going and standing before a judge or standing before a court of law because they have a lot of power. And there's nothing you could do worse than be dishonest and not tell the truth and not be straightforward. I'm sure Jim could give us hundreds of stories of courtroom situations. Be, be, be fair and, and be honest. Because if they know you're a Christian, that's what they're expecting. That's what they're expecting. We don't want to give the world an opportunity to mock Jesus by the way we handle our civil litigation. Amen? Amen. Amen. We've got to be peacemakers. We've got to live this life for Jesus in the home, in the work, in the courtroom, in the schools, everywhere we go. We've got to let him live inside of us and let it manifest itself in our life. Amen? Amen. You know, it's a difficult, it's difficult, this is, this is a very, um, not difficult, but it's, if you watch TV every night, you see the commercials? One call, that's all, come on, think green. I got you covered. You've been, you know, just on and on and on and on and on. They're talking to people. You know, I, I read that, uh, that uh, 80%, all the lawyers on the planet Earth in all countries, 80% of all lawyers live and work in the United States. This is the money pot. This is the money pot. 15 million lawsuits per year now. And that's just crazy. It's, it's, it's clogging up our legal system. It's, it's creating lots of work for a lot of people that in many cases, as those examples I read earlier of, of the uh, execution and the Budweiser guy, all that is just crazy. It's ridiculous. Let that not be said of us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray.
Father God in heaven, thank you, Lord, for your word. Lord, thank you for what your word says here in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 concerning um, civil litigation. Lord, uh, we, we thank you for these truths. I pray, Lord, that um, if there's anyone that's facing a situation with civil litigation, that they'll take those principles to heart. We, we will represent you in our families, in our homes, in our work, and let us let us be the example. Let us set the example. Lord God, for the world to see. Let us let us Lord be peacemakers. Let us be people who bring about reconciliation. But Lord, when it does come, it's inevitable. We have to. Let us represent you well. In Jesus' name.
defense. You are my righteousness, my God. 